0: This is the Word to Wisdom with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will build you up in the love of God's Word. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Straza, and welcome to the program today. Today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to combine some thoughts, some things that we've been talking about. And in general, I want to talk today about not only surviving, but thriving in the times in which we live. I don't think it's unclear to anybody that we live in very challenging, very difficult times and crazy things are happening. And a lot of people think that the world is falling apart and where is God? What's going on? What's next? And how do I survive this? And, and, and I want to talk about not just surviving it, but thriving in it. And I want to connect a little bit what we spoke about last week, which was Jesus, the living word. And you may not see the connection at first, but you will. You will see this connection. And I want to talk about what is it that we should be doing in these times. What is God saying? What does he want from us, especially as believers? And I'm talking mostly to believers here. And it has every bit to do with his word, but it's also that there should be no separation. I want to say this clearly now. There should be no separation between... Your concerns and what you're going through, your worries, your daily life, your job, vaccinations, you, you just name it, whatever is, is on your mind and what this nation is going through and the nations. That's what's on most people's minds right now. And then other people have issues of things that are happening, happening in their personal families, maybe some sicknesses or some issues, financial issues, business issues, things are difficult. And you're wondering, what what does God want? What is he doing? How, How do we get through this? How do we get into this life that Jesus said is an abundant life? And this is really important. And a lot of people don't realize that God's word is our life source. Again, last week we spoke about Jesus, the living word. And I encourage you to listen to that. That was a deep message. And we spoke about The first chapter of John and the first chapter of Romans and the first chapter of Hebrews, how they were all saying something quite similar in that Jesus is the word. And what does that mean to us today when we're talking about living in the world in which we live in? It has everything to do with it, is what I'm trying to say here. There should be no distance between your concerns or your life and God's word. You should be very close, is what I'm saying, to God's word. Because it's a living word. Think about Jesus going about the villages and the places that he went. He always repaired what was wrong. He always healed what was sick. He always made right that which was broken. That's what he does. And if you're concerned, if you feel defeated, if you are worried about tomorrow and the future, I want to encourage you to start looking at Jesus. Because that is your answer to not only surviving, but thriving in the times in which we live. I may talk more about those times, but right now, this is about you right here, right now. And this is a, a good message. This is good news. I may sound serious at the moment, but just because I'm serious about getting this word into your thoughts and into your heart, into your mind, so that you can thrive. This is about you. This whole podcast is about you, giving you the v- tools in the word, to live a victorious life, to live a vibrant and thriving life. And it's not just about, you know, what can I get? You know, what can I buy? That's not what it's about. The Lord can certainly bless you and your temporal and material needs and even desires. That's good, but it's not really what I'm centering on. It's peace in your own heart, living in the world in which you live. That's what I'm centered on. You having peace in your mind, in your heart, being so focused on the Lord. Isaiah 26, in the beginning, the first two or three verses, you can read this, that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. God is looking for people who will literally trust his word. That's what this has all been about all along. That's why Jesus came here. That's why he was referred to as the Word. Jesus and his Word and God and his Word are really one. That may be a mystery to understand, because yes, there are three persons in the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but God is one with his Word, and he's given us his Word. And that leads me to a verse that I want to use today to say what it is that Needs to be said here. I want you to look at this beautiful verse in John, the Gospel of John, and it's the sixth chapter and it's verse 63. I want you to commit this verse to memory. (laughs) It's a beautiful, beautiful, and very telling verse. Let me read it to you in a couple of different versions. This one is the New American Standard. It is the Spirit, and this is Jesus talking, by the way, and this is what he's saying. It is the spirit who gives life, the flesh or human effort, profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Now, that's a a deep thing that Jesus is saying. But I want to focus on some of the simple aspects of what he's trying to say. He's saying that the words, the very words, and actually I'll read it in another translation, the New Living Translation, because... They say it that way. It says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And I like it where they say, the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And Jesus is saying that his word is living, is what he's saying. And his word is spirit Paul often tells us in Romans and and in his letters, to walk in the Spirit. And in a simple way, you could look at it by saying, walk in the Word. But what God is saying to the nations right now, people want to know, what is God saying? He's saying, will I find faith in the earth? Will I find believers who trust me? Will I find believers, my people, who will trust? Look into my word seriously and find out what I'm saying. Find out what I'm thinking. Find my heart. Find my mind. That's what God is saying. I want you to find me. And it's in his word. And it's in prayer. So that you can understand what he's saying instead of what the news or culture is saying. Because what God is saying and what culture is saying is two completely different things. And because of the abundance of information coming out in culture throughout all of the media of any kind, there's so much of it. It's like a, an avalanche or a hurricane of just all this noise. It puts people to fear. And every little thing now makes them afraid. They're afraid of diseases. They're afraid of lack. They're afraid of prices. They're afraid of what's happening at the food store. They're just afraid, you know, emptying the shelves and, and all. They're afraid. And this isn't to point the finger at anybody. I get it why they're afraid. But the question is, what do we do in the day and age in what we live not to be that way? And Jesus is saying, the word that I speak to you, it's alive. It's living. It's spirit. Let the flesh, human effort, and what you're hearing, by the way, out there, really has more to do with a lot of human effort. And much of it is just demonic. It's not life, it's death. There's death being spoken about all the time. It's hard to find people who are speaking truth. They're out there. And truth will prevail, by the way. Truth will prevail, not only in this nation, but in other nations. God is at work. I've seen it for over a year now, well over a year. It's like the Lord showed me the end right from the beginning. God is at work and he's going to do something and he's going to bring justice. And he'll do it in many ways. And in some ways, direct, right from his hand. He's going to bring justice. I'm glad that things went the way they went this year in one way. We're seeing this evil. It's being exposed. And that has taken some time. But the question I started out with is, how do you, how do I not only survive, but thrive in the times in which we live. You know, a few years ago on this week, it's the anniversary week of a terrible accident that my daughter had. On the 18th, I was woken up in the morning with a phone call, the worst of my life. My daughter had been in a horrific car accident. And I knew from the tone of the caller, which was her husband at the time, that this was deadly we were talking about. Just a horrible situation in brain damage and really no hope of anything good. And I had to get up in the worst weather of the year and get in a car and drive to this hospital in a difficult area, a tough area to even be in, and, and go through all this. And I had to believe God. I had a choice to fall and crumble or to believe God for something impossible. And the ride took about an hour to get there and I had to get my heart in a place where the testimonies I had heard from others who God helped in the worst situations and from situations I've read in the Bible, God's word, his living word, the words that Jesus said that he spoke to them, that they were spirit and they were truth. I had to remember the times that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. I had to remember these things on that ride in. And when I went in, I saw my daughter in a bed hooked up to more machinery and tubes than one could imagine. She was of an unnatural color. Something was so very wrong. She was in a coma. And I just sat next to her and I spoke her in her ear and I said, I am not leaving you and God is not leaving you. And then shortly after that, a nurse came out. And not only that, by the way, I had already met my daughter's husband and my other daughter, I said, you're not going to lose your wife today. And you're not going to lose your sister today. You're not losing her today. Nobody's dying here. And shortly after that, a nurse pretty much came out and told us the opposite, that if she even lived for three days, she'll most likely be a vegetable for the rest of her life. Get used to coming to this hospital for the next year. She, she may not even wake up in that period of time. But I left the hospital and I went home that evening and prayed through the night. And I saw a vision of my daughter running down a hospital corridor and jumping up into her husband's arms. And I saw that vision many times. And somebody had come in and prayed that day, and I was there with them. And they prayed a scripture from Isaiah 54 that says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That was God's living word. And I took that living word home, and I prayed that living word through the evening to wake up the following morning to another Call, it was actually a text message that my daughter's brain stem damage, which was extensive, had disappeared overnight. And I think they said the doctor stated that it didn't heal, by the way, it disappeared. There's a difference. It's gone. And it was massive brain damage in her brain stem area. She still had an issue of brain damage in the upper part of her brain, but this particular day, this other part healed completely. And it's a very long story. So many other things happened, But my daughter was awake within three days. And she was home within 48 days. And she was not perfect at that point. She still had some healing to go. But if you met her today, you'd have no idea that she went through this. She's in very good shape with a few things still to heal from. But when you consider the horrific accident that she went through and what God did. And I'm telling you this story for a reason. One, to to glorify God. But two, I had to trust God's word. I come from a medical family. I would have normally thought differently about all of this. But the accident was so bad, there was little or nothing to trust in anyway. And God did use some medical things along with his healing. He did. There was part of it. But much of the healing had nothing to do with medicine. And they were miracles. And her story is amazing. But I'm telling you this because the times in which we live to most people seem impossible. And people are saying it's never going to get well again. It's never going to be right again. The first thing I would say to you is then get in God's word and get closer to that word than you've ever been in your life and get closer to God than you've ever been and hear what he has to say. Let what he has to say be the predominant thought in your mind and in your heart I know this is challenging, brothers and sisters, but it's necessary. The times in which we live, you can't afford to kind of be lax in this area. Get your Bibles. I don't care what translation it is. Get your Bibles and read through your Gospels. Read through the letters of Paul. Find out who you are in Christ. And again, I'm here to help you with that, and I've been doing it all year. Just go back over any episode in this entire podcast and you will find something to do with your identity. You will find something to do with your faith. You will find something that is being taught in this podcast that has to do with who you are in Christ. There's many, many, many episodes in this podcast that will teach you who you are. And I'm not the only one teaching these things. There are other ministries doing this as well. And they're doing it because many people are coming to the Lord and they want to know, how do I live this life in the crazy world in which we live? And what I see by those who have been in this walk, this Christian walk for a long time, their dependence on God's word is the defining factor in the quality of the life they live. Even when Jesus said this in this verse in John 6 and 63, and I'll read it again, but look at what he says after he says it. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. And then look what he says. But there are some of you who do not believe. And this episode is not about pointing a finger at you, not even in the littlest bit. If you find it hard to believe, it's fair enough. Then go to God. Say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. There was a man in the Bible who did that. Write to Jesus. He was struggling. He was divided. He, he believed Jesus, but he knew he had a part of his heart that didn't believe because something was very difficult in his life. Tell the Lord, I'm struggling to believe. He already knows. And spend the time in God's word. His word is a living word. And he is his word. Listen to the last episode. Jesus, the living word. John said it in his gospel. In the beginning was the word and the word was God." The word dwelt among us, and we beheld him. Read that in the first chapter. It's beautiful. John's referring to Jesus as the living word. And Jesus is telling us that his words are spirit, and they are life. This is a spiritual life. And the reason Jesus said the flesh profits nothing in relation to spirit It profits nothing. He's not saying that we don't do things and go out and work and, you know, do things physically and garden and make things and build houses. He's not saying that's nothing. He's just saying, if you want to have peace, if you want to walk in this life with joy, if you want to be vibrant in this life and in these days, your human efforts aren't going to do much in that department. It's going to be spirit. And Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit live in your spirit. And his word is spirit. Jesus once said, those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I'm saying a lot here, but to keep it simple, the Lord is saying his word is spirit. Open your hearts, open your minds and open your Bibles and let the Lord talk to you. You can hear him. I want to encourage you in that department too. You can hear him. He'll talk to you right through this Bible that you have in your hands or your Bible app, whatever you're using. This is actually a good news message, even if it may not feel this way to you. This is what the Lord is looking for. He's looking for people who will look to him, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We sing these songs about that. We don't seem to even know what we're saying. This is real. And your perception of the world, if it's being shaped and formed by culture... And media and news, then you have the wrong perception. You need the mind of Christ. You need to see how God thinks and what He's saying. And He'll show you things and He'll show you He's going to show up. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> you watch and see. He's going to show up and fix this mess. And you want to know why He's going to? One, because His heart loves this nation. And his heart is for these other nations that are under tyranny. And he wants to do something about it. And he's also doing it because enough of his people woke up and prayed to God and said, Lord, we need you. Fix this. We need you. And they turned their attention to him and his word. And I can tell you, those are the people that have their hearts and their minds and taking time in God's word. And I'm not only saying, just bury yourself in the Bible all day long. I'm not. But I am saying, take what's in his word in this Bible that you read. Old Testament, New Testament. Read. And just be open-hearted to what God is saying. And get the mind of Christ. And your mind will say different things and your heart will say different things when the world throws out one more thing to be afraid of. The Lord didn't call us to be afraid. He called us to be of a sound and stable mind. He called you to perfect peace. And yet people walk out of their church meetings and on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, they struggle. And those are the people that tend not to truly get quiet enough to say, Lord, what are you saying when you're saying... The words I speak to you are spirit and truth. Ask God what he means by that. Take time with it. What does it mean, Lord, when when John wrote, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was made flesh and the word was God. What what does that mean? Take time with it. Take time with God. Take time with his word. It'll make all the difference in your life. That's how you will thrive. If you want to know how you will thrive and, and more than just survive, but thrive, get in God's Word. Sorry, but it's that simple. It's not easy, but it is that simple. And focus your attention on the Lord. Stay under good teaching. Keep listening to these teachings and and stay in the Word and believe. And like I had to the day that my daughter's accident arrived, I had to trust in God. The Lord is saying the same thing. Trust in Him. Even in this apparent dark hour, light's coming. It is. It's coming. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope this message is actually an encouragement to you it might be a challenge to you but it's the answer to what you're looking for you want peace it's in his word you want life it's in his word and believing his word is the key so i'm going to leave it there so thank you for listening with us today god bless you we love you and we'll see you on the next episode